When they are consuming your minds and your thoughts and your dreams, from the angels to the demons and to the mysteries unseen, there is no need to worry. There is no need for dread. It's just time to discuss the thing at the foot of the bed. Good evening, and if you're just tuning in, you are listening or watching uh, UFO Paranormal Radio Network. Sorry, I'm trying to share this right now. There we go. UFO Paranormal Radio Network, and it's being broadcast on 105.3 and 107.7 out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana. And this is the thing at the foot of the bed, like I said. I am one of your hosts. I will pass it over to my co-host in just a sec. I see you, Sandra Sharp. Hello. Sorry, I'm trying to turn my phone off, and it's taking pictures. Um, my name is Laura Lee Potvin. I'm a Canadian spiritual medium, a crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher, teacher, mentor, registered nurse. I'm working on animal communication, a budding one, I guess, and uh, well-versed in the paranormal and near-death experiences. I'm also a host of my own show here on the network on Monday nights called The Angel Rock from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. So I hope you'll join me there as well. Now, if you like what you see, please like, share, and subscribe, and tell all your friends and family. There's something for everybody on this network. We have a ton of new hosts and we stream seven days a week, multiple shows. And when we're not streaming, the archive server uh, kicks in. So we're live 24 hours a day. And the archive server randomly picks shows um, over the last 25 years that you can listen to or watch. And uh, yeah, like I say, there's something for everyone here. Now, as you can see, we're saying hi to people. We've got Case in here from Sri Lanka. We've got Kathy Hanley Little. We've got Howie O'Dell. We've got tons of people. I see Dave's chatting and saying hi to everybody as I'm babbling here. <laughs> Don't forget that this network also has its own TV channel. We are on Roku. And if you'd like to watch that, we stream the thing at the foot of the bed here on Roku. Until the end of the month, I will be streaming the angel rock over there and giving it a try as well if you want to find that and watch it on your tv you can head over to the channel store on roku you're going to look for ufo space p as in paranormal and there's a drop down list and you're looking for the third or fourth one down and it says ufo space paranormal and united public radio and that's us and many of the shows on this network do stream on that channel so check it out there's some great content great hosts great shows um yeah i think i remember i'm gonna i'm forgetting something i know what it is but i'll remember as dave introduces himself go ahead Dave. <laughs> hi everybody hi deborah sandra kassan kathy howie everybody else who's popping hi, in. Kathy. Um, my name is david hansel i am a spiritual medium i am a channel and if you want to know more about me you can just go to my website they whisper to me.com that'll be easier than me naming off everything um I hope you guys are all doing well today. I know what I forgot. I know what I forgot. I forgot to tell people, if you're listening, because 80% of our global, yes, global, we stream in every country in the world, United Public Radio Network or UFO Paranormal Radio Network. But if you want to join in the conversation, because we can see the comments, don't forget over on Instagram, you're hearing me, and I, we're live over there on my Instagram uh, profile, I can't always see the comments. So I try and switch back and forth, but 
thank you for joining me. We had a few people last week. People are starting to catch on. We're streaming live over there now. Um, what you have to do is you're going to head over to UFO Paranormal Radio Network, either on you, um, Facebook or YouTube. We're streaming on Dave's uh, The Spirit Experience YouTube channel, and I think in your group still, right, Dave? Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay, and I just shared it. That's what I was doing at the beginning because StreamYard does not like to play nice with my profile on Facebook. So I just work around them. So now I stream it before we go, just as we go live. Um, we're streaming on Canada's most haunted, um, obviously, United Public Radio and UFO Paranormal Radio Network and places like that. So if you head over there, we can see you. And uh, we love if you guys have been to the show before, as many people here have. Except Polly Miller said, it's my first contact in the bedroom she said i like that i like that welcome welcome to our bedroom that's Polly <laughs> miller and nicole thomas ryan is here by the way we had an evp last week during the show and i have had some insane paranormal activity in my own home if you know me you know what I have gone through in my previous home. And apparently after consulting, just sort of sharing my experience with friends that are very, very gifted uh, psychically and mediumistically have all told me independently the same thing. Somebody sent this to us. If you can believe that they sent it. So yes, you can send nasty things. Now I believe when it's all energy that there's a price to pay when you do that. So whoever sent it, I have a pretty good idea who did. Yes, goes back to them <laughs> just remember there and i don't mean i'm nice but remember everything's energy so anyways this person knew what they were doing and uh yeah it got a little scary after the show we had the evp we talked about it a little bit last week dave and after the show uh my partner Dell and i went out about quarter after 12 um in the evening it's so early morning i guess we went out for a fresh air break and at that time it was minus 20 and very cold. Uh, today, I've been wearing this. It's unheard of weather here like that where I am in Canada, but it's beautiful and it's raining. Anyways, uh, we went outside and we went to go back in. And as Dell tried to open the door, the door wouldn't move. And I remember he was pushing against it and he goes, dog, move. I said, well, first of all, don't push like that in case it is the dog. Second of all, it's not the dog because the dog would move. We have a big German Shepherd. And I said, stop. I said, if you can get the door open a crack, take a look. And there's an upstairs. We live in a townhouse. There's three floors. There's a picture, giant picture from his mother hanging at the bottom of the stairs right next to the front door. That picture has never moved. Never. And what does it do? It falls perfectly behind the railing. You know, we have railings on a stair and wedges itself between the railing and our front door. So uh, Dell had to break the door in. He didn't hurt the door, but the picture, I can't say, did so well. And after that, uh, I said, uh-uh, no way. This is too much. We had too many other things going on in the last day and a half before that, which we talked about last week. And I said, nope. So I went and blessed the house, cleansed it, did what I need to do, top to bottom, used Palo Santo, and ushered it out the door. And I do work with the team remotely. Uh, I think it's a good idea when you deal with this stuff, even though I do it myself. Um, I have a team I work with, so they popped in to have a look and whatever was here was gone. Now, I don't know if it was me, I don't know if it knew they were coming 
and uh, took off, but it was so two nasty, nasty things that were here. So there are well, nasty. Let me, I've, I've got two things to add to that. Um, mm -hmm. One, I was going to say I got all excited because my guide is, you know, talking to me all the time, and he said, Palo Santo. And you went, we use Palo Santo. And I said, why the Palo Santo? The negativity doesn't care. I for, know why. Yeah, I know it why. <laughs> doesn't care for the sweetness. It doesn't care for all those things. He's going on and on about these things. Um, that and and for people who are listening, I am a very strong, 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 strong believer of this. No matter what spiritual thing you practice, or if you're in the spiritual spiritual community, there is a rule that applies, and that a rule is whatever you put out comes back to you threefold. So be careful what you put out. You know, if somebody didn't happen to do that, I, you know, they're most likely going to get it back. Well, a lot have four independent people and I wasn't consulting different people. They're friends of mine. And when I asked them, each one of them told me the same thing. This was not coming from you guys. This was sent to you. So, uh, and I'm going to mention a little bit about that. So what people don't realize, and if you follow the Angel Rock, I've said it many times on the show, I believe the most power, if everything is energy, which I believe it is, and our words, our thoughts, and our emotions are some of the most powerful energy sources we have. That's why I believe love is the most powerful emotion on the planet. The thing is, right, if you're angry, and for whatever reason, and I don't know anybody that's angry with me, but we don't talk to everybody. We go to everybody in the world, right? I've always said people don't always think love and light things. Sometimes uh, you can send things unintentionally and there are people yeah, yeah. that you can. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I have to 100% agree with you that can be done unintentionally. It can be. Um, everything's, I also, creation is it's a thought away. I mean, that's all it is. It's the thought away. So anything is, any, any thought can create something at some point. I'm going to say, um, the house I'm moving, I got my house, by the way, for those who are wondering, I got my house. I'm happy. 22nd. I, now, I never looked into a lot of stuff. The house was built in 1932. Although it doesn't look like it because the guy redid it. And the couple times I went into the house, I did not feel anything negative and i'm going to say i did not at the time because when i went in there my intention wasn't to feel the energy it was literally just going in as a 3d dude looking at a house um there was something upstairs i remember one time i was sitting up when i went out the second time i went upstairs because the first time i was a little because i thought i would put my bedroom up here and then i thought when i got in my car i had all these other thoughts about putting it up there and i thought well that's just silly so the second time i went back i sat up there for a minute and i'm like okay it's clean <laughs> it's cool <laughs> so so i am going to put my bedroom up there but i am curious to see if um moving to a new house, doing this um, produces anything. You know what I was thinking? You're surrounded by the woods. And yes. Woods is a beautiful place, but we there are all kinds of things that we all follow in this world. And I'm not saying it's out there. I'm, I'm just saying it's something to be cognizant of, right? Well, I have picked up a few things because I am moving to a place called Kings Mountain, North Carolina. Kings Mountain is a battlefield and has the cemetery up there as well now um and the 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 gate is the where i go it's probably about five minutes from my house and driving um yeah that's the house in king's mountain nicole it's the second one i looked at um 
I am right next to the entrance to like the big trails that go through Kings Mountain and all that. I had went over there to see what I could feel. And there's, I will say this, it wasn't in Crowder's, but in Kings Mountain, there was definitely a feeling. It wasn't negative per Mm -hmm. se. It was just, okay, I know there's something hanging around here because I could feel it. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious to go and, um, investigate that and weather wise uh to go with that what to respond on that i am so sorry but we're 68 degrees today and it's going to be almost 70 tomorrow i'm so happy it's so warm <laughs> it's Are you so guys warm too it's so warm here it's raining and i wore the sweatshirt out and i was warm i had to run and go drop off a check but um i'm going to go back a little bit like it's crazy weather i am not complaining because you don't have to shovel it yeah. And exactly. I don't live in in the Yukon or something. I live very close to the Minnesota uh, border, which I'm I'm surprised because Wisconsin and all that every all those places keep getting hit. It's like it's missing you and it's missing. We me. had one big snowfall, and uh, that's pretty like it's almost all melted. I was sitting outside today, and it was wet from everything like dripping on me, like melting. So I'm really happy. I'm going to go back a bit because we've got some new people here. Uh, and, and I wanted to thank Polly Miller because she said about being the first contact in the bedroom, uh, in her bedroom, but she said she loved when I was on Roger and Faye's show. Well, thank you. I enjoy being them. They were on our network. They've chosen to go back to a previous platform. They're still great friends of our network and lovely people. So thank you. But there was a new person I noticed here uh anson lie so welcome he said ufo <laughs> i think when i was talking about what was at my house yes i have had yeah. those experiences as has dave uh yeah. herbert Lopez is here too he, so hi we, hopefully i didn't miss anybody go ahead dave so no, we both agree on the whole ufo the <laughs> that's something we both go yeah ufo yeah yeah that's yeah. all that's well I'm real. real. i was thinking though i was about what we could talk about that we hadn't talked about we'll see what people feel about it and if you guys know this my show the angel rock and this show are very audience participative and i you know what dave and i have planned whole shows and you guys want to go in a different direction and we are more than happy to do that so we were talking and something came up in my feed and as you know i've mentioned before i follow true crime going to give my two favorite channels a shout out surviving the survivor with joel waldman has his 84 year old mother who survived the holocaust uh co-host with him from time to time great channel the other one is what's that that's very cool i love it is so cool they just wrote a book together and they're narrating the audiobook and going on a book tour he used to work for big news stations and uh very professional his wife does the background stuff we're asking for her to come and camp just a beautiful beautiful lady not that it matters but i mean inside and out so hopefully she'll join him sometime and then um, my other favorite channel is Grizzly True Crime. It gives like, hey, she's from South Africa. She lives in the Netherlands. I swear to God that that woman must have cloned herself 10 times. Both of them with the amount of work they do. But anyways, I watch a lot of YouTube. I'm cleaning and purging my house and organizing. And uh, the Chris Watts case came up in my feed. Now, I've looked at it quite closely Roger, he says, Ola, sorry I'm late. Were your ears ringing? We were just talking about you, Roger. All good, of course. Roger, that's who Polly was talking about, Paul, uh, Roger and Faye. 
Anyways, back to the Chris Watts case. And I don't know if any of y'all have looked at that case. Uh, it's very tragic. It happened in Colorado. Uh, never been in trouble in his life, Chris Watts. Very placid, easygoing guy. Uh, ended up meeting a woman at his work. His wife worked from home. Uh, they had two beautiful little girls, Bella and Cece, and she was seven months pregnant, his wife, Shanann, with their son, Nico, their first boy, and he took their lives. And uh, there's a lot of question, and I really believe this. I think the mistress may have been involved with this. She got off scot-free. He, of course, is in prison for life. But the strange thing that's happening, and this has come off of police body cam footage, not from people being in the home filming and there are EVPs on the footage. It looks like there could potentially be spirit caught on on the footage. There have been neighbors that have called and seen the lights going off and on. The lights didn't work anymore because there was no one there to pay the power bill and reporting reports of a woman that walking back and forth. There have been all kinds of things like that. So you had a bit of a chance to look at it, right, Dave? I did. I watched a bunch of it. And I have to say this. Um, I think that they captured some really good evidence on on the uh, things. Um, unfortunately, of course, I came across one YouTube person who did this and made the whole thing to be, of course, you know, scary everything. Um, but I sat and I went down a rabbit hole orderly because I, I believe... I believe that um, I believe that the energy is there. I believe those are real EVPs for the most part. And some of it I questioned a little bit, but for the yeah. most of them, I believe that they're there. Um, although, what compared to what some saying, and in, in my conclusion after looking at it, and I didn't conclude at it forever. I'm just saying my conclusion as of now is. I believe it to be more residual energy. I, you're reading my mind. That's what I think it is. And you know why I came to that conclusion, Laura Lee? Because mm -hmm. I went down a rabbit hole um, talking to my guides and talking to everything. And I'm like, tell me this. I'm like, why do, why would a spirit who was like a child who was, you know, uh, oft in, in that house come back and giggle? And why would mom keep going back and forth? And so, and then I started going down a rabbit hole researching, see what other people thought and all this other stuff. And then it's like, you know what? It's in, in my guy came back and he said, because it's residual. He said, there were happy times in that house. There were many happy times in that house. So they're picking that up. They, they are picking that okay, up. Okay, but let's, let's stop there just for a sec for residual for people that don't know. I forgot to mention okay. an important part. Yeah. The reason why I thought we'd talk about it is because apparently Chris Watts has put a book out and he's talked about having conversations with his wife. She's visited mm -hmm. him there and the little girls. But getting back to residual for people that don't, well, we started the show talking about everything is energy. Yeah. And when something tragic happens, the land can hold that energy. A house can hold that energy. And residual. It doesn't always have to be traffic, though. It, can, it doesn't always have to be traffic. I, I know. Be. I was getting there. Okay. <laughs> oh, Okay. But I know particularly when something has been tragic, okay, there's a lot of emotion with that. There's a lot of negativity with it when something tragic happens. And you're right. That's where I was going. It doesn't always have to be tragic. But yeah. I could see why, like you, exactly what you said, there's been many happy times. Uh, they didn't even know these police body cams too when they caught 
they didn't even know what happened. They heard like with the little giggle and what have you. They didn't know what had happened. They were just searching for the children and Shanann because they were missing at that time. There's been a lot of strange happenings with it. And we got to remember too, right? Where attention flows, energy goes. And I mean, I was shocked. I took a look at TikTok before we came on here. The amount of people that are still going to that house, like, I understand if you're standing, you know, you visit and you you respect the property, maybe leave a, a, a prayer or, you know, people have left teddy bears or stuff for the children. But I mean, one girl on TikTok was right up at the door with her face in there filming it. And I thought, oh, my God, how disrespectful are you? No. And then um, there's been a new family that has bought the home. The home just sold in the last few months. Now, somebody was talking to me about this last night, and it said they had seen a video claiming the family is claiming paranormal activity. Um, I was not able to find anything to that effect. If anybody can or does, please feel free to share it. But I want to, you said something really important, Dave. I, I don't think this is um, scary, creepy. Yeah paranormal and there was a lot of good times with this house now with the residual versus an intelligent haunting like the evps the two times that i have from my home i was always cautioned never to interact with what was in my home but i called into a friend of mine uh, jason bland and a friend of howie's i know by the way i should mention howie has uh, the rift nation network please check it out he's also got the orion effect and that's actually how i know howie from years ago i did call into two of jason's um halloween shows in 2017 2018 jason and i were on the same network not this one a different one and uh, we had 84 hours straight of paranormal radio it was called the spookathon over halloween and they were unplanned live phone calls and uh called from the most active part of my house and an intelligent haunting would be something that seemingly is interacting or if you've watched a paranormal video and someone says can you please touch the rem pod for this side for yes, this side for no. There's all kinds of things, but are you on the EVPs that we got? This thing was answering us. It called Jason by his name in 2017. By the end of it, I'm and that does happen because like I've had that experience where my brother and my my two friends came, you know, through a, at the same mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that does. Can I explain something? For somebody who, some people ask me when we're talking about residual and what it like, she explained how it happens. If, if this is the way I look at it, if it helps anybody who's listening from another country or whatever, if you can imagine an, a film strip, like going through, you know, life, it's that's life. It's that film strip. Well, certain film strips are just going to stand out. So there's going to be a lot in there. Those are the negatives you're seeing placed against this world, the negative films. And that's what the residual is. It's literally just like you're seeing one frame of a film strip that went through. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. That's a great um, explanation, Dave. Yeah. Because usually like when I see things, like when I do mediumship readings and I'm talking to people, sometimes they play a movie in front of me. And that's why I'm like, oh, a film strip, dude, you're giving me the part he's giving me. Like they cut out that piece of their life and said, here, Dave, look at this. And then yeah. they move it up and down real quick and then it moves. So that's kind of like, um, yeah, imprint's the same thing. Imprint and residual. 
Yeah, that's just Nicole like, Thomas Ryan saying an imprint. That's basically what it is. Yeah, and yeah that's right. Yeah, it's basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and see um, people, <clears throat> excuse me, investigators and things that'll see, or even families sometimes will report, mm -hmm. like they say they've got some activity and it's, it's harmless usually, but it's just, it'll show up at the exact same time always. And it's almost like a film loop. Like it'll just yeah. kind of just yeah. Go That's through. what I say when when um when I visited um this house that I investigated years ago up in Virginia, um in the window I was the one who could see it though all the time. When I first pulled up, I looked and I'm like, there's a woman that keeps <laughs> walking back, um back and forth in the window. And the owner goes, what window? And I pointed up there and I said that window. And they're like, that's where the activity is with this woman. I'm like, well, do you guys see her? They're like, some people do. And I'm like, I don't think she's here. I think she's, you know, that's an imprint of her going over and over. I mean, who knows? She might, I didn't have any contact with her when I was in there, really. I mean, I heard stuff, but I didn't have contact. With her like, even when you hear about, you know, battlefields and stuff, please forgive me, my brain has gone completely blank. So where, this, where the Civil War was, for example, where yeah. some famous place I, I know it so she said i'm gonna know what it is my brain just went oh gosh now you put me on the spot <laughs> I need you guys in the, in the chat but it's one of the most famous battlefields for uh the civil war in the u.s and With the plaque I, you know the plaque and everything no but i have seen video clips of it almost looks like the battle's still playing out and it'll show up at the same time or pictures or all kinds of things like that so um, I would call that residual. Like they're, 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 nobody's interacting with anybody around them. Like you can definitely tell the difference usually if you're in some kind of, of is it about Gettysburg? Are you talking about Gettysburg? Uh, it's Gettysburg, not Fredericksburg. Gettysburg. Gettysburg. Thank you, Jackie Lean. Thank you. Yeah, oh, well, how we said it too. You guys yeah, all said it at the same time. I was looking it up as well. You know what I was looking up? I had, I, I swear to you, I had it on the tip of my tongue and I couldn't remember. And I kept saying to myself, address. address I know address. the name of this. Yeah, this address. And what made me think of it, I swear to you, Howie, as soon as I seen Fredericksburg, I went Gettysburg. I didn't even see that Jackie Fredericks and, oh, yeah, neither did I. Fredericksburg. and Polly's posted it. Nicole's posted it. Yes, Gettysburg. There's a crazy story out of Gettysburg. Have you ever heard this story? Hi, Kim Yates. She says, or uh, he or she, I'm sorry. Oh. They, I live on the Cold Harbor battlefield and a lot of that happens around where she, they live. Yeah. yeah. Oh I my gosh, you guys are reading each other's minds because Howie O'Dell just says it, it would have been there or Fredericksburg or Cold Harbor. Oh, and Kim Yates just mentioned she lives on the Cold Harbor. Howie says bingo. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's a notorious place where there's a lot of um, residual activity. But I seen this story. I don't know if you, any of you have heard of this. There was a gentleman that was so drawn his whole life to go to Gettysburg. That was his, like, he wanted to go there. He had to go there. He didn't know why he had to go there. And I believe he had recently retired. And it, they finally had the time. Him and his wife went to Gettysburg. Apparently had a fantastic time. He was in the guest, I guess there's a guest, like a store that you can go and buy souvenirs and whatever. And he walked in there and he walked right over to this one book and he purchased it. And then he took it back to their hotel. And as he was going through it, he found it looks like the identical image of him today 
of a soldier that lost their life back in Gettysburg. It was mind-blowing. I think it showed up when I was looking at a couple near-death experience cases a few years ago. It's not a near-death experience, but I swear to God, it was so uncanny. I'll have to take a look and see if I can find it while we're talking here because it was mind-blowing. Have you heard of that one before, Dave? Uh, no, but that sounds really cool. You know, I was thinking about um, uh, there's at those places and people, when they say they're haunted and stuff, I know that I've been to I, like, I'll go to my grandmother's cemetery. And, and I, whenever I drive in there, I always think to myself, Oh, I want to see someone here. I want to see someone here. And I never see anybody there. I do feel them. And there are weird things happening, but I think um, like, like, like we always talk about before, nobody really hangs around the cemetery. I mean, uh, but I, but but I'm not going to discount that there might be a spirit who might say, "I love this cemetery," and so maybe there oh, there was a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a. Do you remember there's a long time ago? I think this was on a show back in the um, early early '90s or late '70s. I can't believe it was kind of. I think it was like mystery something. But anyway, there was a psychic who went into a, a graveyard. This was in, I believe it was Edinburgh. I can't remember. It was, it was in England. And you, the clearest EVP, there was always these sightings in there of this young man. And everybody would claim to see that young man. Nobody had pictures or something, but you know, people, they said, young man, young man. She went in there, the EVP tape, and she sensed there was someone there. And she did what I or Laura Lee would probably do. We're like, Hi, I'm so on and so forth. It's, do you need anything? Or are you okay? You know, are you thing? And the voice comes back in the in the EVP. I'm trying to find me stone. <laughs> and she's like, oh, and she literally that it was so cute. She literally said, walked over. She looked for it, and she said, it's right here. It's right here. I don't know if that solved anything or if she bought that, but I think um, graveyards can be haunted not necessarily by a spirit trapped there but by uh residuals imprints or or like i said before i mean i i think it would be kind of cool to be in spirit and visit a um a graveyard for me if i'm the same way i am after i go it's because human nature fascinates me and i want to see how other people grieve so I might want that, you know, it might be good for humanity to come back and go, you know, there's really nothing to grieve about. These people know it. They know everything's okay. So, so who knows? I think that having worked in palliative care and worked with grief quite a bit, and I always mm -hmm. say there's the five stages of death and dying by Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And I always say it should really be called the five stages of loss because it's, it's pretty well been shown through research and study that when we lose something, uh, we go through five different stages, right? Even if we've been given a terminal diagnosis and other uh, things like yeah, bargaining, anger, uh, disbelief, things like that, right? I, I can't yeah. name them off the top of my head. You can look them up. Uh, it's five stages of death and dying. And we go through yeah. this when when we've been given a terminal diagnosis and say we only have so many months to live and i don't know about y'all and i always say you know what even though you're a medium 
so difficult to talk to your own loved ones because you are in those stages of grief. And I always say to people that, yes, even if you know and you believe like we do, that we go on forever, who wouldn't choose to have their loved ones beside them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's um, denial, anger, bargaining, mm -hmm. depression, and acceptance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some people, there, I've, I've actually seen people skip these some stages. Well, no, but, but you don't follow them the way they're listed. There is no right or wrong way to grieve, nor is there a clock no, to grieve, right? So, yeah. you know, and, and it's so awful. And I know people think they mean well when they say things like, I know what you're going through or, or, you know, somebody that's aware of the five stages, you know, we don't follow them in like, first we're in denial and then we're in this and then we're in that. No, they, it's just something that Dr. Ra, Kubler-Ross said noted and pro made study of. And I think it's part of human nature with grief, right? Is, and again, you can think you're all right and could be 10 years later. And then all of a sudden something, a song plays or you see a certain thing and all of a sudden you're, you're right back in those stages again, it happens. Mm -hmm. I think it's part of us no, coming no. here to be human. So and some people get caught in a particular stage for a very, very long time. But I always tell people, you know, I, I'm that person who says, you know what, you grieve how you need to grieve and you grieve as long as you need to grieve. Mm -hmm. so it, nobody's freaking business. Yeah, but you'll get people saying like, it's been two years now. Don't you think you should be moving uh -huh. on? Those are usually people I find that have really never really gone through a severe loss or anything like that. And the same thing when you say to somebody, I know what you're, I, I, I know what you're feeling. I, I know what you're going through, you know, you don't because you haven't experienced exactly what somebody else has. So, and I think that that's why too, you know, there's a saying that we always find out who our friends are when we go through something difficult and we do. But I think part of that is too, is that people don't know what to say. So I don't, I, we weren't planning on going here, but just for anybody that might need to hear it, you yeah. know, if it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. There may be some uncomfortable silences. So the best thing you can do, because I've even taught my eldest son this, is when somebody passes away, you're usually in such shock. And that's when all your friends and your family come around and they're there to support you. But it's the time after when you start the real grief process mm -hmm. and you're on your own and people don't know whether to talk about the loved one because is it going to you know upset the person that's there um you know they don't or they'll say if you need anything let me know and somebody i don't know well i have typed that as well most people won't reach out but just to show up with a hot meal you know like everybody sends food in the beginning or yeah. you visit your friend and a lot of people get almost catatonic in the beginning. They can't move, but maybe their dishes need being done. Maybe, you know, they haven't been out. So you run up and pick up some groceries or just be there. Most people, not all, but if you can ask the person, you know, I don't want to upset you bringing somebody's name up. That is the person's name that has passed away. But, you know, do you want to talk about it? Are you okay if I mention the person's name? You can ask those questions. You just even have to think for yourself, what would you want? Because I've seen a lot of people who feel like it's like it never happened. People pers totally avoid the person's name after they've passed. And 
I don't know. What's your thoughts, Dave? It's, you know, I think it is such a personal experience because two people could know the exact same person Mm -hmm. and that person could pass away. And those people are going to grieve them differently just because it's from their perception and everything. I think it's very hard to say stuff to people. There are people that um, if I know somebody had just passed, I'll usually just say, I'm just sorry for your loss. And I'm there if you need me. Same thing, Nicole Robinson. And it's like, and I'm there if you don't need me. I'm totally cool with it. I always think when someone's grieving, if they don't specifically tell you what they want, the best thing you can do is just be there in their energy and just kind of share it with it. And it just, that's it. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to respond to anything. You don't have to do anything except just sit next to them and be there. You know, and that goes for anything, I think. Like Kathy Hanley Little says, each person goes through it differently. And they, they do. Just like you said, Dave, two people can know a person and love them like a fam, like a close family, for example, and everybody's going to process it differently. Um, Nicole says, um, I say to people now, there are no words. I also say I'm here if you need me. And that's true. But say it's a really close friend, you know, and they may say, I just want to be alone and that that's okay. But I find a lot of people won't reach out. Right. So again, you don't want to be a pain in the butt, but why not pop by? You would have probably, if that's something you would have done before through this and pop by. And if they don't want to talk, just be there. Or I, you know, I've, again, you find people, and again, I don't know all the answers, but really looking at this and studying a lot about this, um, I always say if my back improved, and it's such a terrible name, but I would definitely look into becoming a death doula. I feel very passionate about this. And, you know, a lot of people have said the best things people did when everybody was gone, you know, the close friends that weren't afraid to be there with the uncomfortable silence. They just showed up with groceries or showed up with a meal. Or if they were in the home and the person was really having a rough day, like the dishes maybe needed being done or throw a load of laundry being thrown in. And they said they appreciated that so much because their grief was so heavy. Yeah, they didn't know what to do. But there's things in life we still have to do, right? But The one thing I say is you never say to a grieving person, it's been this long, you should try to move on. No, 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 no. You need to go away. If they need to do it the rest of their life, it's their life. Let them do it however they need to do it. The other thing I will say, though, that if it has been a fair amount of time and you're noticing that the person is in trouble, they're really losing a lot of weight, they're not eating, they're not looking after themselves, they're in a deep depression, it would be okay if you knew the person well enough to say, Hey, you know, how, when's it been, how long's it been since you've been to the doctor or, you know, maybe you might want to look into something like that or, you know, counseling, whatever it may be. Sometimes support groups help. Again, it's a fine line to walk, but if you know the person well enough that you can say that and you've noticed that their health is suffering, that would definitely be a time I, to intervene. I, I believe my grandmother on my father's side, mm-hmm. when my grandfather went first, she had strictly made it very clear to everybody. Now that he was gone, she had no reason to be here anymore. And she died very soon afterwards. And some people ask me, can people will themselves to die? And I'm like, Absolutely. I don't know if you're literally, yeah, I, I it's, it all depends on how you look at it. But if somebody is gone and you're just like, 
I don't feel I need to be here anymore. I just really don't feel I need to be here. You'll start succumbing to whatever. And that's what happened to her. She started succumbing to uh, um, uh, uh, bowel cancer that she had, that she had pushed off to the side all this time because she was not about to leave my grandfather. So she didn't even have the sickness until after he died. And I have she, seen people will themselves to die. Yeah. They yeah. feel they have no reason to and be I, yeah. here. As well as, and you can look this up, everybody, there is research out there proving that there are physical physical manifestations when they say you have a broken heart or you've died of a broken heart. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, we can, yeah, and you do, we can literally, you guys, we have the capability to totally heal ourselves, mm -hmm. but we are all having a hard time believing it because our belief systems won't allow us to right now. And I think eventually the belief system is going to allow it because nothing can happen until we actually have a belief in it or a lot of people do. But I well, know people, I've, I've, people. I've healed myself. I've held, held myself, my hand, um, my fingers. If you guys don't know, um, I had fell at my old job and smashed my ulna and my fingers were stuck down like this for almost a year. And then, you know, I let go from work, the settlement, the doctor said there's nothing else they can do. And within, what was it, a couple months? I'm like, here we go. My fingers are back up. I got you know, it. That's what I tell people, though, too. And I always say I come from a B, big P-H-A-R-M-A because we're on YouTube yeah. background. Uh, but I totally, and again, I don't encourage anybody to do this, not giving medical advice. You need to work either. God did make doctors. So if you're you sick. Where I'm going with this though is I do look for a natural alternative if yeah. I can. But when I do energy work and when I'm teaching about it and stuff, I believe totally that the human body is such a, a creation of perfection. We are totally able to heal all parts of our body, but because of what we go through in life, whether it's trauma, could be spiritual, could be energetic, a lot of emotions. Um, and you see this when you're working in ener the energy field, a lot of different emotions that people don't process or they stuff down or whatever it may be, um, can manifest into what's called dis-ease. I always call this my Bible here. I'm, and I don't say that disrespectfully about the Bible, but I'm look, every time I look for it, it wants to hide on me. It's called the secret language of your body. I have a, a lot of my books that I use with my healing stuff for my practice up here. But I use that book because it goes by body systems and it goes by emotions to work with and color and it you don't have to work with someone like myself it's written so that anybody could use this book and it actually goes through different disease processes that we encounter and what the meaning and emotion behind that is as well as how you can work on healing that that's why i love that book it's by ina i-n-n-a segal s-e-g-a-l um, I'm going to go through some of these comments here, Dave. So Howie, and that was a good comment. To, all these comments are wonderful. You guys always have so much to add to our show, and we thank you so much for being here all the time. So Howie says, uh, but that death may bring others who did not know each other together. Interesting, mm -hmm. isn't it? And it is. It's, How do we know it's, our it's, very, it's very true because what people don't realize is with every passing, no matter what it was, it changed somebody in a way 
that maybe they needed to have a change or like how we said <laughs> you ended up meeting people that you normally never would have met under I any always think too sometimes our loved ones because they're happy whole and complete back mm -hmm. home sometimes they will help or it might even have been agreed on beforehand that they will help facilitate you meeting somebody else to help bring a little bit of joy back into your life, whatever way that may be. And our guides, I believe that, that I may be wrong or right, but I believe when that. I was, when I was in, um, when I was sick and when I was in the coma, there was a part of my coma and this is one of the things I couldn't believe what happened, but I was telling her about, I was talking to this nurse and they're like, what do you mean you were talking to the nurse? You couldn't have been talking. I had tubes on your throat. And I was like, yeah, I was talking to the nurse. She was really nice. I said, she kind of looked like Robin Williams, like a female Robin Williams. And she was very funny and she was sweet. And she had this ponytail and they're looking around. They're like, we know who that is. And she came in. And um, like you said, with loved ones, I remember telling her over and over, I'm okay. I'm okay. And and I think she 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 understood that. She must have understood that at some point. So I think like you were saying, our loved ones sometimes want to try to help us right away because they feel fine. In that they feel case. fine and, and it breaks their hearts to see us. They, and especially if you've had a human life, obviously, you know what yeah. grief is. And, but they, you know, and we get this all the time as mediums, like tell my loved ones, I'm great. I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm whole. Yeah. And, and that's like the number one message that almost every spirit gives a media. It's yeah. like, tell them I'm, oh, I tell them it's all good. Tell them I didn't go through pain. Tell them everything is good. I am fine. I you am know? fine. I'm looking for this book because it drives me. This is it, you guys. So um, here, let me cover up the light. Oh, there, that's cool. I She makes decks too. I have a couple Oracle decks as well. Um, I'm going to read Nicole's comment. She said, my son's uncle recently passed suddenly, and I'm so sorry for your loss. And she said, and unexpectedly, she said, so I've just told my son and his grandmother, I am here and I will give them the time they need. And that's beautiful, Nicole. That's perfect. I think that that is like absolute something perfect because, you know, when anybody can. Oh, Facebook either or anybody who's on Facebook, welcome. We can't see your name right now, but wherever you're watching this from in whatever group, if you look straight up uh, right above us there, you'll see a link for um, StreamYard. All you got to do is click on it, say yes, and then your name will show up. But if you don't want your name to show up, it will not hurt Laura Lee and mine feeling. Or you can always type it after your name. I usually highlight it, but I'm a little higher up in the comments because I'm going through them. So I love that you put this in here, Nicole. You said also brief therapy helped yourself. Thank you for sharing that because it really can help to be able to talk to other people that are going through something similar. And it doesn't even have to be grief therapy. Sometimes if it's good to be able to talk to people that completely understand, even though they're not going through exactly what you're going through they get it and kathy hanley little says exactly and roger says your mind controls your body uh Nicole said i find youtube videos with different hurts and healing and play them while i sleep i love it and share no, them just, all the time with I was, you. yeah i was just talking to laurie the other day i was tanning and i was doing this clear audience exercise because i am i always say even as a medium i'm always working those muscles mm -hmm. and uh it's a clear audience exercises where they're playing like 200 
hertz and then 300 and 400 and they go up and up and up and they wanted to see if you could perceive them. I perceived everyone but one, which was on the four. And we were talking about that. I'm like, I don't know why I couldn't perceive that one, but I heard the ones that were higher even. So odd. But yeah, those are really good to do, uh, Nicole. Um, they're great for your body because like uh, Laura Lee said in the beginning, we're all energy. So I want to share this I'm not promoting my YouTube channel, but I had uh, Debbie A. Anderson and Leanne uh, Clark on here on New Year's Day. And I'm working on trying to find a date to get them all back on again. You guys all love them that were here. And I love them too. They're lots of fun and very gifted and talented. But Debbie A. Anderson, it was back, I believe, in 2016. Are you there? Yeah, I am. You can't hear me? Hello? Did I die on you? Did I die? On Can you guys hear me? Which one of us is not working? One of us isn't, I guess. Oh, there we go. Are we I don't guys? know. If it, was it me or you? I just asked people. I said, I don't know. One of You were frozen for me, and I guess I was frozen for you. And where I was going with this is with Debbie Anderson. It was in 2016. She's a very gifted medium. And um, she received... Um, eight solfeggio tones from spirit six of them were commonly known or have been heard throughout humanity but apparently the two that she received had been lost to humanity for thousands of years so she was able to get them recreated digitally they're not the way they're meant to sound like the toning is proper but we're looking for anybody that might be able to do this with singing bowls is what spirit has said that is pinned at the top of my youtube uh, channel. It's actually on the under the video section. And you can use those tones. They're about nine minutes long. You plug them in and it should help with healing. It deals with different aspects of whether it's physical, spiritual, um, all kinds of things. So if anybody's looking for a bit of healing, they're free of charge, obviously. Yeah, so and, and even just the tones, even like cats, if a cat lays on you and purrs, a cat's purr mm -hmm. can literally fix things. So I'm not sure who this is. I'm going to go back up to Kathy's question. Uh, so I forgot to mention, but Dave told, just mentioned, um, if you come up as Facebook user, we'll just highlight you in the bottom of the left-hand corner, just so you know. Like Dave said, there's a little blue button above. If you click on it, it'll allow you to give StreamYard permission to use your picture and your name, or you can type your name after or you can stay anonymous, all three options. But they said, good evening, one and all. How are we lucky to be here with these two? Well, we're lucky to have you and everybody here. So thank you. I'm going to go up a little higher because Kathy asked a question. She said, would you say in the 3D reality we live in, it's hard to manifest stuff because we're in the stream of linear time. And if you go 4D, 5D, could we manifest instantly because we are out of not quite. I think it has to do with belief systems. Out of the out of out of the um outer out out of the out of the linear stream of time. I understand exactly what you mean. Well, so do, do I. But what I'm saying is, okay, so when we're on the other side, and I know Dave's gonna throw stuff in here too. When we're on the other side, we can manifest instantly anything. Okay, Pretty so much. down here energy is denser, heavier. Plus think about it. There's the saying, be careful what you ask for. You might just get it. Or how many times have we really wanted something? And you look back a couple of years later and go, oh, thank God that didn't happen. Okay. There's a reason why it takes time to manifest things, but I can tell you, I think it has to do a lot with belief system too, because I know people that can manifest things instantly, practically. 
right? I think it's whether you believe you're worthy, whether you really are able to work with the law of attraction and how it works in manifestation. Going 4D and 5D, I, I, again, I think it has to do with belief system and how how good you are at mastering it. Go ahead, Dave. I know you want to throw something. It, it could. And yeah, I know. I agree with you. Um, for me, like the 4D, 5D, most people are actually in, we're not in, we're not going well, to, please forgive me. Sorry. I want to throw that. I said, Kathy, that was case. And please forgive me. Sorry, Dave, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, so we are, um, from as far as I know, the 4D and the 5D, there are a lot of people who are thinking in 4D now. I know Laura Lee's thinking in 4D. I'm thinking in 4D. It's a, it's just a form of consciousness where, and we can see stuff. 5D is a bit different. Um, there's 5D consciousness. And 5D consciousness is actually on this planet right now, I believe. A lot of your um, space people or whatever you want to call them are 5D consciousness. They're not in the 3D. We're in the 3D, which is a three-dimensional consciousness. Um, this is how I've been shown for this. Okay, what Laura Lee said is, um, is correct. And from my experience, what you want after Earth, when you are consciousness again and you don't have the physically physical what you want pretty much just forms around you and there it is it's just there so it's in, it is almost instant manifestation there are a lot of us and it's probably Laura Lee, me and everybody watching while we were over there we're like i wonder instead of just thinking about mountains and showing up with the mountains i wonder what the journey would be like to get there that's why we come here because then you you have the journey between the things i do think though as laura lee was saying it can be sped up and it does on belief system because if you think that you want something and your belief system keeps telling you it's out of touch it's going to be out of touch that's just what's going to happen so i agree you have to change your belief well no system. like i have a friend that um he now goes live and does a whole bunch of stuff but um, I met, I forgot how I met him. I don't know if he's watching the angel rock or what he's a Canadian he used to be in the military in Canada and the whole bit is completely done a 180 doesn't even live in Canada anymore. Anyways, he started telling me about some of the things he was going through. And I said, Oh my goodness, you sound like you had an experience we would refer to as a dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. And it's not as nefarious as it sounds, but it's kind of a big shakeup. And you would think, hey, it's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it, though, really. <laughs> it, well, it is because your whole world feels like it's ending as you know it. But yeah. you're entering into a new level, if you will, of consciousness and spirituality and a whole world opens up to you. Anyways, he started telling me about some of the things that were happening in his life, like he didn't want to move. He didn't want to lose his house. And he said, it was the stupidest thing. He goes, I had this one of a kind. I think he said it was a dryer and you couldn't buy them anymore and all this stuff. And he said, the only way he would move. And he said, he started to describe, he said it would have to have a dryer like this and it would have to look like this. And sure enough, he finally agreed that he would go look at some places. He was going through a divorce. Would you know the first place that guy walked into uh, oh, had everything off of his list? And he started explaining more and more situations like this. And I literally said to him, you are what I would call almost an instant manifester. You had decided this is what I want. This is what I, this is what I need. This is the only way I'm going to do something. And it just seemed like he could do it. And I've met other people like that. So to me, and from what spirit showed with me, it has to do with how well we understand how manifestation works. There's other reasons. There's a gazillion other reasons why we don't get what we want immediately. Okay, there is. But 
there are people that can do it quite quickly. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. I, I've I've walked in. I've manifested a parking spot. That one's easy to do. Oh, I do it all the time. Before yeah. I do it. <laughs> you know what I do? See if it works for you, y'all. Okay. Um, and I've done it for years is I say before I go, I do have a handicap sticker. I don't tell people I am a chronic pain sufferer. I walk with a cane. I'm not telling you this for pity or anything like this. I love my life and I'm grateful for everything that goes on. But sometimes there aren't parking spots. If I don't need it that day, I don't use the sticker. But I will say to spirit before I go, and it's usually the angels, and they'll say, angels, if it's possible, could you please find me a parking spot close to or whatever it may be? And it happens a good portion of the time when it doesn't. And spirit has shared this with me. There's a reason why it hasn't happened. I may not know the reason. Maybe something, maybe my car would have gotten hit if I was in that perfect, in the spot closest to the door. I don't know what it could have been, but I accept if it hasn't happened, there's a reason because it does work. Hey, eh? David does. I know it does. Yeah, it can. Yeah, it can work for big things. I mean, it's always been the best thing is to go ahead, think about it, get, know exactly what you want, paint that perfect picture in your mind, and then let it go. Let it go. Because if you try to make things happen, it doesn't work. Your, yeah, it doesn't work. You'll never get to it. But if you just let it go, the universe can go, oh, we got you. And they'll start getting you towards there. I mean, that's what I find, and I know you've met people like this too, and this is no judgment because my heart breaks for them, is they want so badly, stupid dog hairs. Every time we go live, sorry, guys. Um, They so badly want to be able to connect with spirit and to be able to hear their guides and to be able to do this. And the harder they try, the worse they get frustrated and doesn't seem to work for them. Because I truly believe if everything is energy, energy is meant to flow. So you have to be open to it. You have to just release it. Right. And when you absolutely, you are absolutely 100%. You try to force it. It's literally like a wall goes up and it just won't work. And then it's almost like a vicious cycle because the harder you try and you don't see the results, the less you begin to believe in yourself. I've had people say to me, well, then I guess I just can't do this. I guess I just, I'm not capable. You know, even when I do mediumship readings, I always, when I start, I, I go into, I guess what you could call the observer mode, which I have to. All I do is observe the things and I wait for it to pop up and then it just does. So it's it's kind of going to the same thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to know what you want and let it go and then mm-hmm. it'll happen. A lot of us have seen that. Actually, it's so funny we're talking about this. Um, again, I'm cleaning, so I'm not really choosing my videos. Maybe I, well, I shouldn't say maybe, I know they are. They're choosing the videos for me. And um, it was about manifestation and somebody, it was a quick short and somebody was talking about how the best way they could describe how the law of attraction and manifestation works. They said that when you go to a drive-in restaurant and you leave your order at the little box, right? No matter how specific or whatever, you trust and you know that when you drive up to that window, 
going to receive what you've ordered. Mm -hmm. You don't sit and fret about, oh my God, is it going to happen? Oh my God, is it going to happen? You're not going to order it a hundred times to make sure it's there. And yes, sometimes things get a little screwed up, but they can usually be fixed. You know, it can, it can be fixed. Be but fixed. where I'm going with this is when you, we want something and you kind of said this, what made me think of it, Dave, is you put it out there, put it out with positive you know, if you can, an emotion or feeling, or I always tell people, you know, say you want a million dollars and you don't have a million dollars, you're not going to want to know what that, you don't know what that feels like, but you know what that joy and that happiness and that gratefulness feels like <laughs> yeah. from other experiences. And that's how you attach it. Exactly. And, you know, and if you're, what you're thinking about doing with it, you know, your intentions with it, all that other stuff is just going to bring it closer and closer and closer. And I I find helps writing it out, um, yes. having a picture reminder, right? It helps and it works because you're just adding more energy to it, right? That's Even right. Yeah. It, it, no, you're no, you are so absolutely right. Because I was explaining to somebody the other day when they asked me, why do you talk out loud when you talk to spirits? Because so they said, sometimes I can't, I'm at home. And I'm like, well, if you're just at home talking to your loved ones, you can talk to them in your head. It's all good. I, for the same reasons Laura Lee just said, I speak to mine out loud. I probably wouldn't have to, but I can tell you this much. Because I put that in the physical, because I proclaimed it, it feels like I can hear everything back a lot better than mm -hmm. if I just thought it. So like you said, you know, saying stuff out loud, saying you want something, painting the picture and doing whatever is just going to bring it to you. I wanted to mention, because it kind of flows into Kathy Hanley Little's comment here, and I love what she said. She said when her husband passed, and I remember his name, Bill, and I'm so sorry for your loss, Kathy. And she said when my husband passed, all I did was talk to him, and I still do. It's so comforting. And he's there, and he hears you, Kathy. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, I do the same. Kathy, the same. you know what? Kathy, preach that to people. Exactly. You got someone you're missing. You walk around that house and you have your conversation because I keep telling people until I'm blue in the face, nobody freaking dies. They're just not in front of you at that moment. But the, the, everything is 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 heard. Now, um, the, the people that I know personally when they pass and I talk to, like my brother comes through all the time, but I don't get the same messages from him how I get them from other people's spirits, which is really odd. It comes in differently because otherwise we would second guess ourselves. Absolutely. And then Kathy also added, I have parking angels. They work and preach that one too, because it does. And I'm going to give a huge yeah. shout out to Julie Jean Bassett. I'm going to sing her praises tonight too. Uh, you guys got to check her out. She is a shamanic practitioner, animal communicator. She always supports our shows and we really, we appreciate all of y'all here. We really, really do. You know what I forgot to mention, Dave? I just forgot. What? By the way, check her out at juliejeanbassett.com. Powerful healer really helped me personally as well as with my animals or animal the cat that was peeing on my son's bed i'm telling you she's actually had a personality shift too not that she was ever mean but she seems more confident more relaxed um really really strengthened the bond between my son and and his cat even though there wasn't a problem with the bond it's even stronger now no, we forgot to mention our group Oh, yes. Go ahead. Would you mention that while I blow my nose quick? 
ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. I forgot to. I, how can I forget that? We. I think we're almost at seventy people. We only started it. I think a week or two ago. No, probably two weeks ago. It's the thing at the foot of the bed, and we've created a group on Facebook. It is private, so it's secure. If you guys want to ask questions, or people are starting to share things in there, which we really appreciate. If we talk, you know, we come across any links, or sometimes we're showing videos and stuff. I will post them in the group and people are chit-chatting in there and supporting one another. Somebody asked a great question. They'd asked um, how far, far back could we remember Dave and I when we first had, we had these gifts our whole life and uh, it was a cool question. So you guys can ask us questions or you certainly, whatever you want to share, it's for you guys, all of you. So thank you for um, joining it and being active in the group. We appreciate it. Right, Dave? Dave leaves yeah. great comedy. <laughs> Please, please, please. Yeah, I, I answered mine like Sophia Petrillo. Um, please oh, I feel yes. Yeah, please feel free to post in there and read all the posts. There's there's some good, um, I'll call ourselves experts. There's some good experts in there who have great opinions because they have the knowledge because they've been doing it for so long. So please make sure to go in there and ask and all that. It's a safe space, which means we did we did decide to keep the group private. And because we just, we just so in, safe space, I think. Yeah, just so it's safe because some people don't want other people to know that they're in some weird group like ours, <laughs> you know. And I get yeah, that. Weird. I get that. That happens in the world. Yeah. So go ahead and feel free to join that up. Join it up. Uh, I was reading Polly Miller's comment. She said, I'll use your page. My cat is attracted to the grounded sheet. I'm not sure what that is, but thank you. <laughs> So that's what I was reading too. Now I know Dave's looking at it too. Am I missing something? So I'm sure you Yeah, I'm missing it. something. I'm missing something, but I know there's something behind there. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we can, you guys, if you find some good education things, like for today, I shared something, for example, and I'm not a crier, but it made me cry at the end. And it oh, said band video. And it was about almost 11 minutes long. And it's with a paranormal investigator that lives in Florida by the name of Omar Gosh is the name of his channel. And what it was, I did put a warning with it. There's nothing graphic or anything like this, but this is, I talk about this lots, especially in the other sh uh, show in particular about random acts of kindness. I try and post that and how important it is. And also that I believe there are earth angels and it kind of plays into a little bit of what you were talking about that nurse a little bit, Dave, when you uh, were in your coma and Omar starts filming and there's a gentleman and he's going to jump from a building and Omar and his friends come across it. And Omar explains that he wasn't filming it to be disrespectful or to, for any other reason that he truly believed a miracle would happen. And there are police there and the police are standing below. I, they, they weren't doing anything. Nobody was talking to this poor guy, like nothing. And so Omar and his friends said, what like why are you not he's yelling i love you i love you buddy i wish i could give you a hug and the cops made them move back further and uh then there was this guy that came up out of nowhere and started calling him a p-u-s-s-y and life isn't worth it and why don't you just do it already and i one of omar's friends apparently doesn't have a violent bone in his body went up to this guy and said you need to leave and you need to leave now long smacked him Oh, uh, this guy just about did. And Omer commented on the video saying, 
um, I've never seen my friend like this, but he was so triggered because he kind of was switching back and forth between the interview and the film. I'm going to ruin it for you, but I am. You can watch it. But all of a sudden, this guy's standing up now. He's looking like he's going to do something. And he's saying, why don't you just bang, bang me and end it for me and what have you. And you can see there's somebody kind of off to the side. But also, with the way the light is shining on the column where this guy's standing, almost looks like an angel. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling you. Long story short, this woman comes out of nowhere. And... She, the cops are telling her, you need to go the other way. She says, that's fine. And and she looks like she's almost going to walk around, but she doesn't. Then the cops push them back. And now Omar, and he's, I've never seen, I don't watch his channel all the time, but he's crying because he's like, don't do this, buddy. Don't do this. Like you are loved. You are loved. This woman, she said she was a nurse. She said, Shh, stop. And oh, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling you. She put her hand on his heart and she put her hand out and she said, tell him how you feel, but don't use your words. Send it to him. I kid you not. She did that. And 10 seconds later, the guy got down and walked off and was saved. And Omar said, I don't know where this woman came from. She completely disappeared afterwards. And like I said, I'm almost teary telling you guys about this, but we go back to everything is energy and how powerful our emotions are that she could do that and almost bridge his heart to that gentleman. I truly believe that that's what made that man, never mind how all of them were feeling as a collective group. I'm guessing you didn't get a chance to watch it, right, Dave, yet? I did not get a chance to watch that. No, but that's, I've, I've no things. I've had experiences with um, angel visitations. I've, I've had a quite oh, a few. So I think that they're, I think angel visitations are quite new. And then my definition for earth angel are people who encompass the, for some reason at times, or maybe their entire life, <clears throat> they encompass the energy of that. It's almost like the angel said, I'll come back with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there's like a little bit in there. So Have yeah. This oh, sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, I, um, I, I didn't see that video, but I believe wholeheartedly and stuff like that. I don't care what people, how crazy they might think I am. I do know that there are beings who do divinely step in <laughs> at times when needed. Cause I always tell people, they'll say, can you pick when you go? I'm like, well, you do pick when you go, but there are times where, you're leaving at that point might not be good for all involved. So you'll stay. Well, Kathy Hanley little said she saw the video and she said the nurse helped send her energy and Omar's I'm trying to find this video. I'm going to, I'm going to share or talk about it for a second. Um, and I know most of you have seen this. It's from a traffic uh, cam in China. Looks like it's about 3 AM in the morning. You see a bunch of cars turning and what have you. And then all of a sudden, and this is be, this came out a long time ago. So I think it was before where we are with videos and things like that. And they claim it's from a traffic cam. There's an old man going with a bicycle and a truck is coming and it's going to hit him. And all of a sudden you see this flash and then the guy's over on the side of the road. Have you seen that video? I've seen ones like it, but yeah, I could, I could see where something might like and that happen. Just see this person has a hoodie on, walks off camera. I, I don't know what it is, but I, 
I'm going to say, is it real? I don't know, but I have seen other ones like it. Yes. In this day and age, I think we've got to question so much with the way technology is, but I saw that video about 15 years ago. Same as um, I've looked at videos of, they say angels are caught on camera. Most of them, yeah, I don't think yeah. so. But there's one that, again, caught off a security camera. I want to say it's in Thailand, I think. And it looks like a light comes flying down. It looks almost like the outline of an angel bending down. And then it shoots right back up and people are all running over to see what it is. Have you seen that one before? I, yeah, I've seen ones like that. I was going to say it's probably... It's, it's weird how people describe stuff. And I get it. We have to label things. Human beings love to label things because that's how we know them. Yeah. But I did see stuff where they said, um, it, we're, we got to ask people when they put in, this angel came and did this because I thought, well, what, do, what denotes an angel to you? Because a lot of people post, oh, this is the angel. They did it. Like you said, some of the ones not so good. It's always one with wings and all that stuff. Um, or flying I've, around in this in the sky. Yeah, I've can, never in my entire lifetime. I have never seen them with feathered wings, but that doesn't mean that because they don't have them. It means because yeah, they appear the way exactly. you expect how it. So sometimes when people say, "I have this video of this uh, angel doing something," it's like it might have been a spirit. We don't know if it's always an angel, but it, but that's the ones like Laura Lee said when they purposely make sure you can see an outline of like dove wings or whatever. Sometimes those are very real. I'm a firm believer that they do come here. I'm a firm believer that they do help people out. I'm also a firm believer that they can't stay <laughs> because the fact that the energy, their energy is too strong for that much. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been through every, they're literally right. They're like, literally they're a chip off the old block. <laughs> we're a couple chips away so shannon's here she says hello friends hi shannon say hi to sean hi, shannon. so kason shares i thought you were asking could such a thing happen kason sorry about what we were talking about but he shared this he said recently i dreamt my mom she was in an egyptian style attire and she said something but i couldn't hear it I asked about this from someone and she said, my mom is talking from one of her past lives. Could such a thing happen? Um, I personally agree that that can happen. Listen, when our loved ones come through to us, even like our me or Laura Lee and I, we're, we don't always see the loved ones exactly the way you saw them before you leave. Sometimes I see them very much younger. Or sometimes I'll see them and they'll be old and then all of a sudden I'll look again and they're young. And I was like, okay, are you the same one? So I think that happens to me too. Yeah. Yeah. I think they kind of show up in whatever capacity you need them to show up that's comfortable for you. So there might be something with the Egyptian that is comfortable in your mind. So that's so there'd be one thing. Or like you said, she literally could be addressing you from a past life she had because you know what? That might be her favorite life that she's had. And maybe that's how she always looks over there. Or maybe she had some wisdom to share with yeah, you yeah. There's a, uh, from that time period or the fact that you took notice of it, Case, and, and you're speaking about it, which is a good thing. 
but there could be something to pay attention to. I had somebody on the Angel Rock. I always forget her name because she had such an unusual name. She was over in the UK um, and she, she talked about dreams and wrote books about dreams. I'm trying, I'm going to find her name for you guys. Give me a sec. I will find her. Um, and she was talking about, that's why you'll hear Dave and I have talked about this. I've talked about it myself. I know he's talked about it. It's so important to keep a book by your bedside. And I always say before your feet hit the ground, you don't have to write a novel, but if you can jot down a few things about what you dreamt about, when you go back, because I, and Dave and I have talked about on this show, nobody mm -hmm. knows what your dreams mean except you. I'm sorry, but you don't. So there's nonsense dreams. There's dreams that you that are just getting rid of, if you will, the cleanup. Release, release dreams. Those are release dreams. There's Astral also dreams. Oh, dreams. No, but okay. there's also um, the amount of information that we take in in the daytime, right? So the brain needs that rest time to file away what's important, what's not important. Like you said, a release stream or the nonsense, you know, it's getting rid of what we no longer need. But there's also things like prophetic dreams can come through. Uh, loved ones can come through. All kinds of things can come through in the dream state because we're open, right? We're completely open then. When, I believe I believe strongly in the theory that when you sleep is literally when you're waking up. So when you go to sleep, when you fall into that sleep, you are now literally kind of part of the spirit world because your consciousness is still working just like that. And when you wake back up from here, from there is when you actually go back to sleep. So right now we're sleeping. When we go to sleep, we're actually waking up. And that's how you can have, as Laura Lee uh, stated, some of those dreams, visitation dreams, prophetic dreams, and all those other things, because you are of consciousness in those moments. I think her name, I think if I remember it was Delphi. Delphi Ellis is her name. I'm looking it up right now as I'm talking to you guys, but I haven't seen it. It just came to me. I knew it would. Yeah, Delphi, D-E-L, P is in Peter, H-I-E-L-L-I-S. She's pretty well known, I think, over in the UK. I think she's been on their morning breakfast show and stuff. And she'd written. she's written some books about dreams and how they can help you. And I've also had uh, Lana Sackwild on before too. And she has... Um, she teaches you about lucid dreaming and how to, like, when she was on the things this girl has done, she had a major addiction problem. She got clean and she's quite young. I think she's under 30 and she decided to move. She's originally from the UK, has no British accent. She was living in the US, decided to go to Japan. She learned to speak, she claims, and I believe her, fluent Japanese through her use of lucid dreaming. Um, the things this girl has done, she has created her own multi eight figure, I think almost seven to eight figure uh, business. Um, she's an amazing lady, but where we're going with this, there's a lot of information that comes through in your dreams. So what I was going to suggest to you, Kaysen, see if it'll work before you go to bed, ask your mom to come through again with the message that she gave to you when she was dressed up, like you say, in the Egyptian attire. See if she can come through and pass that information. It may come through in another character in your yeah. dream. Yeah, I was going to say, or just be open, like Lisa, just be open, like you just wanted to come through because 
I, I guess, like Larry said at the end, that be coming into the character could be totally possible. I mean, I kind of think, I don't know if it would work like that for everybody, but if we literally said, this is how I want you to come through, it might not mean as much to you than if you just say, just come through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said, just come through and see. And so Kaysen says he loves Omar's uh, TV channel. Well, he had a really good series I kept talking about this summer, and it was called Alone, I think. And he got all of YouTube's big, um, bigger paranormal investigators stay alone in a notoriously, seriously haunted um, location alone and film it. And what happened was... Um, pretty interesting show that came out needless to say so herbert says angels at work and then um hang on i'm gonna go down here julie i wanted to comment on this um she said unfortunately i never seem to remember my dreams and i don't a lot either unless they're julie? really found but what i was going to add is that keeping the dream journal. Plus, if you do not get enough sleep is what I found out. And I don't, I only sleep about three or four hours a night if I'm lucky. Sometimes you don't get deep enough into the sleep phase uh, to be able to remember your dreams as well. What were you going to say, Dave? Sorry. I was going to say, no, that's my fault. Um, Miss Julie Bassett, I don't know um, if you want, if you want to know about something, I drink mugwort tea. Okay. which I have drank mugwort tea for over seven years now. You have to be careful day. with it though, Dave, because it can yeah. be toxic if you don't take it. In the yeah, right it's, it's, it's dream tea and you can look it up. You can literally you can buy it anywhere, but I usually buy it from Amazon. I buy organic. Um, the only thing that happened to me, side effect, um, is... For the first week, I remember, week or two taking it, I woke up with like a NyQuil buzz. Like I didn't quite get enough sleep, but then that turned around and went away. Now it, it knocks me on my butt, you guys. 30 minutes after I drink that stuff, it knocks me on my butt. And I do remember most of my dreams because I was like you. I didn't um, – you've tried mugwort? I see, I don't think it works in a sachet. I put mine in a French press and it might not even work for you because we're different people. So it might affect you differently than me. I could but be wrong, but what I keep feeling and hearing is that you may not be sleeping long enough to get into the Yeah, that's, that's part of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it. Julie, I put mine, I take a French press and I put my loose stuff in the bottom. I pour in boiling hot water and I let it steep for a couple hours. I press it down and I put it in the fridge. And every time I go in the refrigerator to get something to drink or whatever, I take a huge swig of it. Um, so for me, it works really good. Some people be careful because, you know, look at the, like Laura Lee said, it's very, whenever you're taking, whether it's holistic or not, monitor yourself to see if you get any side effects. Cause I know some people who drink mugwort get a stomach ache. Mm -hmm. I do not. I For me, it's like water. It's just nasty tasting water is what it is. But okay. I love mugwort as far as a um, as far as far a holistic thing. I would be careful with it. Oh, that's it, Julie says. I, I kept hearing I've that. So much research on, I've done Julie so much research. Says I wake up several times during um, most nights. Yeah, so you, I, I don't know why I heard that from spirit. Like, it's not something Julie told me that she doesn't sleep a lot or whatever um so i want to answer this right here where is it uh shannon 
do you guys have a TV or something on? It sounds like chir birds chirping. No, but I can hear my son's TV. So I apologize if you can hear that because I can hear it. He's supposed to be quiet. Oh, but I hear that too now. Now that he said that, now I heard the birds chirping. Okay, you barely you gotcha. It's not birds chirping. He's got something on because I can hear him. And he usually knows to stay quiet. He's probably slipped his mind because mom was in a hurry to get here on time and uh, didn't get a chance to remind him. Sorry, my adult son has autism. So please forgive me. It could be very well what you're hearing. So Jackie says... Um, they used to have dream temples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, if you go back through history and you look at some of the cool stuff they used to have and what they did. That, uh, you know, you could get into First Nations. They they have a sweat lodge. I know I know of the culture here, which is a mixture between Ojib Ojibwe and Cree, mostly Ojibwe. And um, sweat lodges, lots of interesting things can happen. You're not really sleeping in it, but... Um, very profound experiences. Again, you got to be careful when you get into naturopathic and homeopathic stuff. So I would always say, you know, if you can work with a homeopathic or a naturopathic practitioner, probably better, or make sure you talk to somebody who has used these type of things and works with them because everybody's, everybody's body is different. So, um, Absolutely you got to be careful. I always see you guys, we get talking and then I don't get a chance to uh, tell you. I'm supposed to tell you every hour. So if you just tuned in, you're listening to the thing at the foot of the bed with David Hansel and myself, Laura Lee Potvin. And it's being broadcast to you out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana, and on 105.3 and 107.7. So thank you for joining us on UFO Paranormal Radio Network, also known as United Public Radio Network, or just good old UPRN. So, um, yeah, so it's interesting. Oh, so Shannon says valerian root or passion flower also works for sleeping. Yes, it can. So can melatonin. Mind you, I'm finding that, I don't know if they're making it weaker or what, but most people I talk to that use melatonin nowadays, it seems like it does not work very well for them. Have you heard that too, Dave? I have. And you know what? The first, I think the first time I took melatonin, it worked. And then my body, it's melatonin is something that your body, it's natural. I mean, it's natural. Your body makes it. But I think sometimes that extra, I think maybe we become immune to it. You know what I mean? I don't know because I used to take it back in the day when my kids were little. It doesn't little. work for me at all right It now. used to work every night within 20 yeah. minutes for me. But I, most people I talk to nowadays, I don't use it anymore. I don't have time for sleep. Plus, it's it's too hard to lay still for eight or so many hours. So, And then, oh, okay, Julie feels, and it could be very well. Why? Melatonin only works if you're deficient in melatonin. Interesting. And Nicole says, setting an intention before I go to sleep works for me. She says, I have to take prescription sleep meds to turn my brain off and fall asleep. You got to do what you got to do. I used to be like that. But you know what? Do you know what, though? I, I do have rituals before I go to bed. So, I mean, I do have certain things I take or, you know, I take my I take my 4 p.m. PMs all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so what, that's what? probably helped me. What I do is before, when I go to bed, because by the time I finally lay down and I think, thank the powers that be for the bed I'm laying in, because it's so 
comfortable and wonderful. And then I usually go through the things I'm grateful for. And then before I go to sleep, I set my bed up in a healing, like a healing chain, chamber energetically. So because that's when our, most of our healing happens in our body and our body does heal us every night overnight. I set it up and with light and energy and yeah, you don't have to do it, but if it might help you, give it a try. It's kind of cool. Wake up in the yeah, morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's whatever works for you. I heard of that one too. Mugwort just works for me and I take it because it doesn't affect me. Um, because it might somebody though, because you shouldn't by the by the way, anybody who does want to try mugwort, please, please do not take it if you are pregnant without consulting a doctor. I don't care what it is, whatever you ingest into your body. If you have another little fella in you, make sure you know what you're putting in there. I know it can be toxic to some people. I think it comes from the nightshade family. And before people get all freaked out about that, potatoes come from the nightshade family too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Kathy says melatonin doesn't work for her. It keeps me up. I've heard that before from some, some people as well. This yeah. I had not heard of before. It's uh, galen, galantamine, galantamine. Galantamine, yeah. It's supposed to help people remember their dreams. I've not heard of that before. Galantamine, yeah, galantamine. Yeah, I guess whatever it does, or like Nicole, you know, really, if you set an intention every night, eventually you're going to pick up a habit. Remember, it only takes seven times to make something into a habit. I get what she's saying. One of my children, I swear to God, from the time he was conceived, that kid never slept. I swear to God to you, I never slept for the first two years that child was born. And he is an adult now. And he has the exact same issue. He is an empath. And we've talked before, Nicole. And I believe you are as well, but you've shared, not that I'm outing your information here. I'm saying it for a reason. There's nothing wrong with being an empath, but I find that it's very hard. At least my son has shared to turn his brain off. Like, and, and yes, even trying to set an intention, right? It's everything's running, everything's running, everything's running when it's quiet. And again, yes, habits can be formed after 30 days plus you got to do what works for you, especially when you're working and if you got a family and what, right, to sleep. And Dave is mm -hmm. right, though. You you can manage it eventually, but you got to do what you got to do to cope. Because I yeah, you got to do what you got to do because to not sleep, I've had the problem. So I mm -hmm. totally, I sympathize with your uh, situation because I, I went years and years and years and years. I don't know why all of a sudden I can sleep, but I'm on a regular schedule. I mean, like, like tonight when Laura Lee get off here, We'll shoot the crap for a little bit, maybe half hour or so. And by the time we get off, I make one phone call to my mom. I will lay down in my bed. I will be gone till tomorrow. That's just how it goes all the time. Mm -hmm. So where was I? Sorry, we've got lots of good comments here. So hi, Diane Brighton. She says she gave us a nice little happy wave. And uh, Nicole says my brain goes through the entire day with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, that's what my son shares of what happens with him. And it might just be how you're hardwired. And that's okay. And if you're able to cope and get some rest right now, I think that's what's most important, especially, you know what, Nicole, you do a really special job. And I know you've shared it on here before. So yeah. I feel comfortable saying this, you work with little ones. And that requires a really special gift, I think, and a lot of patience and love. So good on you. You got to do what you got to do. Hello, Marshall Martin. Oh, is Marshall here? Did I miss him? Hi, Marshall. Sorry. 
he says, I'm going to go back to Polly's comment in a minute, uh, raw plant vegetable enzymes for dreams and psychic development. So that works for you. Good. And it can work. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a vegetarian. So, so and, and it, it does, it does work for me. It doesn't work for all people though, but mm -hmm. it does work. So Polly Miller says, my friend was in EMS in the hospital. He witnessed the spirit shoot up from, shoot up from a former patient. And that is very interesting because I am a nurse. I've hurt my back. I can't physically go back to nursing, but I use my nursing every day. And I am writing three books. And my third book, I am collecting stories from mainly nurses, uh, also from anybody that's a first responder. And it was Julie Jean Bassett who had mentioned this to me, I think on when she was a guest on one of my shows, that what about a death doula? And she's right, because when we are there at the bedside, when we witness people transition from here, as I call it, going back home, um, yeah, we do see really incredible, phenomenal, fantastic things. Have you ever seen there that? Is, there is a phenomenon, and I can't remember what it was, and I'm so glad you brought this up because I think I'm going to research it tomorrow. There's a phenomenon where phenomenon phenomenon do 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 all right so phenomenon phenomenon where people have a shared death experience with their loved ones did you hear about that it's like if you're sitting next to somebody and when they die it's almost like for a minute you just see what they see for a moment yep. like it hops into you and you do it i think that is very cool and i've heard more people Say it's happened. I don't care if somebody says, well, science has approved it. I don't care whether science has approved it because these people, it, I love science and I follow science and I'm a very skeptical person, but I do know that it happens. And, and I think, well, had I had not died, I probably don't know how I would believe in stuff, but stuff like that does happen. Absolutely. I think being a death doula and, and watching the transitions over and participating in that transition would be, is such a beautiful thing. We see so many incredible, beautiful, unexplained things that happen when people pass. It is absolutely incredible. what I was going to ask you though. There is a video that somebody took, and again, it could have been, it could have been modified. I'm not sure, but it is of a life flight helicopter in the u.s taking off from a car accident and as the they're rising up the person passes away and you don't see it thankfully but what you do see is the most beautiful light shooting out the top of the um helicopter it was at night yeah and it totally could happen that way yeah it's i don't see why i really i will never discount those i'll discount a ghost story any day when i look at it but whenever people have videos like that showing that, I, I, I'm, I don't dismiss them as easily. Well, just the thing, I know. well, the other thing is, Kathy Hanley says she saw that. The other thing is a really good friend of mine, Augie Nost, um, he's talked about this. That back, I believe it was in the early 1900s, there was a physician who did a research study. I don't know how he did it back then, but he had, I believe it was seven to 10 patients that were very near close to death and they were weighed on a scale with the bed before yeah, and immediately so after. And I believe it was a 0 0.30 gram difference before and right after they passed away. And it led to a whole discussion of what. Yeah, they're still there. I guess they're still doing that stuff too. Is they're um, noticing sign. Listen, 
Science will catch up to spirituality and spirituality will catch up to science one day. It will be one and the same one day. But, what I was um, going to say is what caused that weight shift, right? Something. The soul. Well, we know, but I'm saying for people listening, right? Oh, uh, yeah. For people listening. Yeah. We're, we're, I'm what caused the weight shift? Yeah. Because when the soul leaves the body, which is funny, which is kind of odd, though, because from what I know, the soul isn't actually in the body. I think something that caused it. Yeah, but it's not actually in the body, but I think it is connected to because the soul is energy, like we all said before, and it's like right above us. It's like I was saying, because whenever I imagine or I try to do stuff to get into certain places, I always see uh, sometimes I'll see the world from here instead of through my eyes. I'll try to see it through well, there I because think that we're very capable of being outside the body and things like oh, that. Sure. I, where I'm looking at it is we have these, I forget the way I was watching it. I shared this video too. I wasn't looking for it, but it was with Mel Robbins and the way the chakras were described or the invisible energy core centers, as I call it. But if you think about it, when we go into certain things that we do in this field, where do we do? We drop either down into the heart space or we access the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. So, and you've, we've heard about the silver cord. We're getting into this discussion. We haven't got much time left, but you get into the silver cord. We were supposed to talk about animals. I just remembered that I wrote that down. That's got to be next week. Oh, yeah, we'll do it next week. But you get into the silver cord attached to, like, is it the etheric body? which I consider to be our soul, if you will, or energy. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. So, so I'm going to read Shannon's comment here quickly. Julie left a really good comment too. As a nurse, I can promise that's true. Lifting a live patient, lifting a person who has passed, definitely a difference. Well, there's a difference. Yeah, but that's physical, right, Shannon? That's your, that's your dead weight. Like you said, that's what we call it, right? But there is a difference. I can definitely say. Yeah, yes. I think there's, yeah, I think there is a big time. You know, it's really the one thing during my NDE and, and it's, it's probably like half and half. I never noticed the silver cord. I don't, but I know, but know. I know. It ex yeah. But I know it exists. It does exist. There's something that tethers our etheric body to our physical body. And then when people leave, as I understand it, that cord is severed finally. It's when you um, when you actually go through the tunnel of light. Well, this is what there's. I don't know this for sure because everybody's experience is a little different. But um, the actual people that you know validated themselves that are over there, they're not near-death experiencers. They're actually over there. Um, had explained at times when they went through their tunnel of light, which is something we just all agree to see. I've had people talk about going through this incredible astral universe that looks Oh, like yeah, there's all different ways people get back. Yeah, there, there's literally, from what I know, there's all different ways for people to get back. It's not always the same way. We've talked about that before. Whatever your belief system is, is pretty much going to dictate it. Unless you have no belief system, then I believe it just be like waking up. Like literally like when you wake up in the morning and you had a dream, you know you had a dream and it seemed real, but you're like, no, but this is me. So it's the same thing. When you go, when you finally leave here and go back over and you wake up, you'll be like, I remember that dream, but this is actually who I am. So 
Michelle says, good day here. Happy Australia Day. We've got so many great comments. I just remember we were supposed to talk about animals. So y'all will have to remind us next in for next week in the group if we forget or just put a little reminder on there. I've written it down, but I just remembered now. I wanted to read Julie's comment. Hi, Z Dragon, or we got Kevin popping Kevin. in from work. Um, she said, one of the techniques I learned in my shamanic training is called little death where you mm -hmm. get to experience leaving your body. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. I think I've heard of that. Well, no, there's a different reason, a little death in French called petit mort, but it doesn't concern this. <laughs> it concern this. Uh, after I thought about it, I thought, no, that doesn't concern this conversation right now. So you guys have asked some great questions here, but we are out of time, you guys. You guys always have, you know what? Even when I do my own show, very quickly, I always tell my guests, make sure you please pay attention to the comments that I highlight in the questions because our audience is so brilliant and asks the best questions and they have so much to add to a conversation. So thank you. I, Go ahead, Dave. I just want to quickly comment on Kevin, which is the Sun Dragon, um, Kevin's uh, thing. Perfect. Per, uh, per, Peripheral vision goes around further into the back of head and astral travel. Bingo. Absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Um, uh, everybody says for my near death, you could see behind you. So it was weird. Not weird. It was normal. You know, so everybody's saying have a great night. Great show tonight. Thank y'all. If you guys enjoyed this before I pass it over to Dave, please stay tuned. It's the second night of the outer round with the amazing Michelle DeRoger and Amelia Pisano. I don't know who they have on tonight, but they always have the best guests. So they're coming up right after this. So stay tuned, please go ahead, Dave. Oh, um, oh yeah, we're signing out, aren't we? Um, you guys, thank you so much for being here tonight. Um, if you could and you would, please follow me on YouTube and my uh, Facebook group that is called The Spirit Experience. Um, you can check out my website at theywhispertome.com. You can find me on TikTok or uh, Instagram under at Medium David Hansel. No hyphens, no numbers, no nothing. At Medium David Hansel is all. Please join our group, the thing at the foot of the bed on Facebook, so you can contribute and have some fun with us. Let us know what you want to talk about on the show. And I believe that is it, except for Laura Lee and I will never, ever, 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 ever private message you to solicit readings. We just don't do that. There's a lot of scammers out there, guys. There is. And so thank you all for being here tonight. I meant to get to, you guys gave us so many great comments at the end. So please don't think we didn't see them. We did. You just couldn't, I knew it was going to lead us down a deeper rabbit hole. Like I said, that's yeah, okay. We love rabbit holes. No, the outer realms coming up next, you guys. So please stay tuned. Like I said, if you ever want to get a hold of me to book a reading, I do teaching and mentoring. I also do energy healing. Um, you can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash angel rock, or you can just reach out to me on my Facebook profile under Laura Lee Potvin. I am on absolutely every social media platform under either my name or the angel rock and you name it. I am on there probably. Um, the other thing is, I have two groups on Facebook, Paranormal University for all things paranormal, Angel Rock or Tribe for many of the spiritual things that we sometimes talk about on here. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you as, as I think you mentioned this day, but I remember I was tuning, I was paying attention to something uh, somebody had said on here. Um, don't forget to join us over on the thing at the foot of the bed group. Give us your show suggestions, your ideas, comments, funny 
paranormally type things. We'd love to see it. We love you all so much. Stay tuned uh, for Monday too, because I will be back with Angel Rock from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Otherwise, you know where Dave and I will be next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here with you all. Okay, you ready, Dave? Stay spooky. You ready? Stay spooky, you guys. Two, three. What's at the foot of your belt? Almost. We we might not be hearing it like you guys do because we hear the delay. So if we ever hit it, you guys, please go. You hit it. You hit it. You hit it. All right. Let us know. Okay. We'll see you next week. Dog, stop hitting my hand. Okay. We'll see you. (laughs)